Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, September 23rd, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, CPAC's new warning for House Republicans. Number two, the latest on Ukraine aid. And number three, the race to become new Dem chair. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are leading this morning's AM newsletter with some spicy comments from uh, CPAC, the conservative outside group, and their warning to House Republicans. Yeah, so CPAC's Matt Schlapp, who uh, we all probably remember from various stops in his career and from the Trump White House era, uh, has sent a letter to House Republicans warning that his organization won't endorse anyone for leadership if they meet unless they reject meetings with woke corporations. Now, um, woke corporations is not a uh, I'm not sure what the definition is here, but they they link to stories in this letter from Walmart, uh, Meta, Delta, and Disney. Um, you know, I'll defer largely on this to you, Anna, because you covered this stuff for, for a long time. Um, you know, I it's difficult for a member of leadership to say they'll never meet with a, a representative from a company. I mean, that's not realistic. Furthermore, um, it's not as if Republicans don't take money from these companies. Um, uh, they take money from all sorts of companies, from all sorts of big companies. Um, uh, and I, again, companies could be not woke one day in someone's definition and woke the next. So I, I think this is just a lot of pressure. I think the pressure is interesting. That's why we included it this morning and why we led with it. The pressure is quite interesting. Yeah, I would say a couple things here. One... Leadership races are an under-the-dome, member-to-member, actually, situation in a way that very few other things are. So I don't know that CPAC, I, I didn't know, I, I did you know, I don't think their endorsement, whether they do or they don't endorse in a leadership race, yeah, I don't think it's a game-changer, first of all. Um, but I do think it is, to your point, very instructive to understand the tripwires for Republicans, particularly Republican leadership, when it comes to some of the the current debate that they are entering into, whether you look at the, you know, kind of agenda that they're expected to lay out uh, around transgendered, uh, you know, kind of, you know, people competing in athletics or all these, you know, kind of different things that this idea is very is, is very central right now to a lot of the debate. And clearly CPAC wants to be relevant when it comes to that. Um, and the big question I, you know, I, I think to your point is what is actually realistic? You know, sending a letter is one thing, but for members to actually make a pledge or to commit to something, um, you know, that's a whole other thing. To your point, a lot of these companies um, you probably have been donors for years to a lot of these members, um, have large lobbying operations and, um, have an expectation that they, you know, as, as large as constituents, business owners, people that employ people, um, are, are going to be able to meet with, you know, the members of Congress that represent them. Yeah. It just doesn't make it, it, it's very difficult to envision this people committing to this. And by the way, there's no, there's no way to 
confirm that this kind of stuff is going on or is not going on, right? I mean, there's no lobbyists don't have to like register as to who they're meeting with. Members of Congress don't have to disclose it. Um, and, and by the way, what are you supposed to do if, let's say, you know, member of Congress X has a fundraiser and the you know company wise lobbyist decides he wants to spend five thousand bucks and go? Are they are they going to say no to that? They're going to yeah, take I mean, the five thousand dollars. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean they're taking that dough, and they're and they're going to see Lizzo or whatever the fundraiser is. You are, you are Sorry, really that into is this a, Lizzo fundraiser. We will talk about it. So we, that we weren't going to, but just for this. <laughs> yeah, just to let you know, Greg Stanton, Democrat of Arizona, is hosting a sh- uh, fundraiser at a Lizzo concert uh, at Capital One Arena. I believe it's next week, which. Uh, uh, as somebody said to me the yesterday, imagine members of Congress, a, a lob, lobbyist, and Lizzo, and you know you'll get some sort of. Uh, it's going to be quite the scene. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning: Ukraine aid, uh, and the latest on that. Uh, Ukraine aid is waiting while this permitting fight is dragging out. Um, you know, this has been something that we've been talking about that is likely to uh, be part of this larger government refunding bill. But because of this ongoing um, issue with the permitting fight and, and Senator Joe Manchin, uh, aid for the embattled Ukraine is going to have to wait at least another week um, because of this. And Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has now scheduled a key procedural vote for Tuesday night, Jake. Schumer's planning to move ahead at that time with a legislative vehicle to fund federal agencies beyond September 30th, uh, which is the end of the fiscal year. Yeah, just after the the sun sets on the Jewish New Year, we're going to be voting on this in the Senate. Um, So, you know, we're a week away now from, from government funding uh, needing to be renewed. And um, they're nowhere. I mean, they've scheduled this procedural vote Tuesday. It's going to fail. Um, and then we'll have to see if uh, if Pelosi, if Nancy Pelosi takes up a clean CR or if Schumer tries again. And that's kind of where we are. Um, you know, it is a uh, we are going once again down to the wire um in 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 the government funding fight and the uh, we know how this is going to turn out the permitting reform thing is not going to pass according to everybody um and and then they're going to have to figure this out in the period of basically Wednesday to Friday and it has to get through both chambers so this actually shifts a lot of the uh, incentive to or a lot of the the power and sway to republicans right because the now they have to move with speed to avoid a shutdown. That means the, the government funding bill is going to have to be clean. And and that that's that's just the reality of it. And clean meaning it can't it just ha- it's going to have to be funding until until December 16th or whatever and Ukraine aid. Um and that can move through the Senate quite quickly unless somebody gives it you know gives a hard time. It'll move through the House quite quickly. I imagine it'll get, you know, 300 something votes or high 200s um and and that's it i mean that this is it just we're going down to the wire once again remember on the other side of this is a lame duck fight over the omnibus spending bill in which i think senate and house conservatives are going to be very wary of cementing another year if republicans win the majority of cementing another year of spending um uh, at the levels of biden is seeking 
Dr. Hurley. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Uh, we've been covering a lot of the different uh, races, whether it's for uh, certain committees or how members are positioning themselves to potentially take on leadership roles uh, within the the both chambers. And certainly uh, this has been very active in the House. And today we bring you a, a new battle. Representative Scott Peters, the Democrat from California, and Representative Annie Custer, the Democrat from New Hampshire, are now competing to lead the new Democrat coalition next Congress. Both members currently serve as vice chairs of the caucus. Peter is vice chair for policy, Custer vice chair for comms. Um, Certainly, you know, an interesting uh, look into how, you know, for even for these different caucuses, there's also some competition about who's going to lead. Yeah. Uh, and this will be, you know, if if Democrats are in the minority, which we don't know is going to be the case, um, this is it's kind of a reset point for a lot of people who are looking to make moves within leadership and caucuses of the Democratic individual caucuses in the Democratic caucus are um, will be up for grabs. And, and I think that is a. Uh, uh, obviously, Peters and Custer are the new Democratic coalition is is a influential. Uh, uh, it's an influential group, and it has the attention of leadership in a in a Democratic caucus where um, individual caucuses have a lot of power. Think the CB the CBC the CHC all sorts of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. Uh, the new Dems have especially at the beginning of uh, this House Democratic majority had a, a lot of sway. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. All right. With that, just a reminder that we are going to be in Texas. I'm actually already here in Austin. I'm not, you're, but I will be there at some point. Soon, soon, soon we'll be here, uh, um, which we're excited about. So we have our te- our tent at Open Congress for the Texas Tribune Festival on Saturday. You can check out all the different conversations we are going to be having uh, in our morning newsletter. You can also sign up for that at punchbowl.news. It's free. We'd love uh, for you to get that in your inbox every morning morning right around 6 a.m. with the top stories about what's driving the day in Washington. Uh, Really appreciate you listening. Have a great day and stay safe.